What's going on, people? This is your boy, Chaz C. No Roper, and we are live, 88.9 Amplifier Community Connection. And we are here with the, the legendary, I call him the Milwaukee legend, cinematographer, director. We call him Philly Flyboy. Y'all show some love for Philly Flyboy, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, he is. A lot of times we bring people in the city to do things, fly people in for these, but we have such talent here in Milwaukee uh, doing things on a major level, and uh, I would be remiss to have uh, educational piece and not include Philly because Philly has done things for for everybody. You can go from one end to the spectrum to the next, and he's worked with them. The best I always tell people the best question to ask Philly is, "Who haven't you worked with? Not who have you worked with?" Because he'd be there, you'd be there too long. The list would be short if you're asking, "Who haven't you worked with?" You know what I'm saying? So Philly, check this out, man. I want people to understand how you got your start because I remember several names you had prior to Philly Flyboy. Uh, back in the day when you had a whole nother occupation and it wasn't behind the camera, man, as a director. So let's walk back. Where you from, my brother? Let's, let's just walk. Let's act like nobody knows you, even though we know a lot of people do. Let's so walk back. The, the Philly name, just to clear that up, my middle name's Philip. So right. that nickname's been, I've been Philly since I was a kid. Absolutely. So then it just kind of transitioned. I was a lot of different, I rapped, I sang. <laughs> the, you know, the, the typical, you go through the gambit and then you realize like, all right, maybe I should do this or maybe I should do that. So for me, it was, it was growing up in Milwaukee and I had like in high school, a uh, hundred friends that rapped, sang, everybody rapped and sang when I was coming up. Everybody wanted to be a rapper, same as today. Right. So. And I did artwork at the time. I was I've always been had my hands in some kind of art, some kind of kind of marketing things like that. It was always something that was just a natural thing for me. So of course, you know, when I was coming up, it was it was like the mixtape covers, wow. the Master P looking covers, things like that. So I was that guy. I was the graphics guy back in high school. Right. And then the of course, you know, how can we be better than these guys on the other side of town? Well, they ain't got music videos. You know what I'm saying? Let's get a music video. Right. And this is before everybody had a camera. So we have to go get a camera from my guy's dad. He worked at the news station. Long story short, we shoot our first video. We just think it's for the label, for our little label at the time. Right. But it, it came out really good. And I was like, okay, this is dope. Let's do another one. Well, when I did the, the second one, I get a call from someone I didn't even know and say, hey, bro, how much you charge for videos? Right. And it was like... Bingo, like, yeah, yeah, like, I've always been a hustler. I've sold watches, bootleg CDs, <laughs> fake clothes, uh, throwback jerseys. I've done it all. So when you put money to something, right. we weren't making no money with the music. Right. Just like, you know, coming up, don't nobody make no money nobody with the music. Was. We spending money to make the music. Yep. So when I got called from outside to get that money, I'm like, wow. But what the, the, the flip to that was I said no to everybody because mm -hmm. it was why my team was winning because we had me. Right. So I'm like, if I start doing this for every now, this is younger. I'm, you know, Absolutely. I'm younger. So I'm like, if I start doing this for the city, it's going to hurt me. And this is the Milwaukee mentality. Like, it has to be just us. Like, hide the information. Don't give it out. Don't do this. This is a long time ago when I was, you know, late teens, early 20s. And once I started traveling, I realized, like, okay, it's not us versus this other rap group. It's Milwaukee versus everybody. Yeah, right. Let me start doing the opposite of what I was thinking and, and, and holding back this gift that I have. Let me start hooking it up. Right. So I started working with everybody in the city then. I went like Milwaukee crazy. Word. So I started going crazy in the city and a lot of the artists, of course, Milwaukee has a lot of talent. One of the artists that I was working with, we, 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 we paid to put the video on Worldstar. Mm -hmm. Put the video on Worldstar, I get a DM on Twitter from Sean Kingston. This is, I'm like 22 years old at this point and I still think like, you know, we've been sending e emails that we're sending letters to record labels trying to get attention and all this other stuff. And this is when social media just started. Mm -hmm. So we didn't I didn't even realize I got a DM from Sean Kingston. And I saw it and I was like, oh, that's fake. Absolutely. I'm like, that's that's spam going on back in the day. For yeah, sure. I'm like, that ain't that ain't real. Right. Why is Sean Kingston hitting me? up? I'm a little dude from Milwaukee. Right. Not understanding. And I get another message a week later. I'm like, well, let me just open this up. And they say, yo, fam, I'm trying to get a video with you. I saw your video on Worldstar. And I'm like, okay. So I clicked the account, 
and it's the real Sean Kingston account. Right. So I'm like, dog, I just like ignored this dude. You know, I'm over here shooting like all my friends mm -hmm. and I got a major artist hitting me up and I'm ignoring him. That like blew my mind. But he hits me, says, yo, I got a show. I'm on tour with Nicki Minaj and Justin Bieber. Can you be in Oklahoma by tonight? It's like eight in the morning at this time. So I, I do the math. I literally, if I drove, literally the second he told me to leave, I would be there on time for the show. I literally got in my car and drove to shoot the behind the scenes with him, Justin Bieber, and all that other stuff. And that's really when it all made sense for me. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't get paid for that. Obviously, it was like, yo, just show up. I got you. And Sean Kingston did the whole shouting me out. And then he put the vlog that I shot for him on World Star, and it helped me out. But... That's what really, it wasn't about the money, it wasn't about any of that, it was the understanding of like, this could be something that could make sense for me. So that's that's the, the genesis of that's hard. me coming from being the, the local guy to understanding the industry and having my first taste and like experience in the industry and having it click for me of like, okay, this this could be legit. And I, I now mind you, I have a, $300 like piece of junk camera I did not have I was not yeah, you I had no money not, right, I wasn't right. making no money off the videos it was literally me spending money to put a video on Worldstar investing in myself mm -hmm. to, to get that recognition and at the time Worldstar was the uh, end all be all absolutely so that thousand dollars we spent to get the video up really paid off now I never thought I, we were trying to blow the artist up right right that was the main goal and then I started realizing how you can use these pieces of content for me not just the artist so absolutely go ahead and I, I no the, the key the key in all that that you said was you absolutely understood that an opportunity wasn't tied to a paycheck and I think that's where people miss that the opportunity is only tied to getting paid but you recognize that if I start on the, if I get on the highway right now, I'll get there in enough time where this opportunity that I'm spending my money on, driving the gas, not getting paid, hotel, the hotel, all that. that yeah. But you understood that investing in yourself, eventually. It, eventually it will exactly, and you did not have to wait for somebody to pay you to realize. And that's to me, that's the problem with a lot of up and coming anything artists managers songwriters whatever they feel like they got to get paid right away mind you you should get paid for your work yeah. when you get to a certain level there's a miscon there's a big misconception Absolutely. that i think a lot of people they over they hear things on social media they hear things on instagram yep. and like you see all this sh these different things of like man i need to get paid i need to be paid top dollar for all this stuff my work does, isn't free I, and I get that, and it's confusing the up-and-coming guys, mm -hmm. and they're missing out on major opportunities because they're listening to these Instagram people that are already established. Absolutely, and that's the difference. Us being an established, working, whatever, yeah. artist, songwriter, videographer, whatever, director, as opposed to someone who's just getting their foot, foot in the game. And that's something that a lot of artists I've saw in their career make huge mistakes where they miss opportunities because one, the opportunity may have cost them something, some revenue, or they weren't getting paid and they didn't even just didn't want to show up because of that lack of pay. When realistically, if you have 10,000 followers and you get to perform in front of a crowd of 3,000 people, that's an opportunity for you at least to gain 10, 5 to 10% more audience. So, uh, uh, so why wouldn't you do so? But it makes but, no sense to me. So now it's a two-part system when it comes to that. And this is where I tell people to like, okay, so I always evaluate situations like this where maybe I'm not getting paid when I'm supposed to or not getting paid at all or even in a rare situation and it still happens where I have to pay to get an opportunity, right? Right. And that still happens in all the time so there'll be times when I'm like you know what I'll pay for this because but but what I do with it is what why I make my money so for instance let's use this as an example exactly. right I'm gonna take a piece of content from here right mm -hmm. and I'm gonna use it on my social platforms I'm gonna send it to 20 people and tell them hey you know I do speaking engagements check out some of my stuff if you like what I do book me for something right absolutely so because of this job right whether I'm paid or I'm not you know what I'm saying on that note just cash at me that 10 grand anytime bro. got you say less so but I'm saying I'm gonna regardless of what this situation is mm -hmm. I'm gonna parlay this into other things absolutely. I'm not just gonna sit back and wait for people to knock on my door so that's where there's the confusion if you can take a situation and, and parlay it 
you know, but you have to do that legwork. Absolutely. So I always tell people like this, if you're not getting paid, that's cool. Can you, do you think you can get something out of this opportunity that you can utilize to leverage yourself with yep. other people? But those people ain't coming to find you. So if you just right. do this piece of content and then you're salty because you're like, man, I did that for free and nobody hit me up. They're not coming to hit you up. Know that. So once you get your mind right in that situation, right. now you can go to phase two. And phase two is really where you create the opportunities and then you can make five, six, seven, trillion dollars off of one play that you did for free but it's because of the legwork after the fact and that's the part that's the key part is that most people don't want to do the legwork because of this phone because of the access of social media you got to get out there you still have to have I we used to call it back in the day hand-to-hand combat you still got to meet people where they are you still got to shake hands you still got to have face-to-face meetings you got to fly in places because to me uh, social media has created a laziness into people and I think for example how we know each other we didn't meet on social media we met in person you know what I'm saying we about, met about, we, about five six times before me and you actually started becoming cool too absolutely I met you at multiple things and it was almost like we were fact checking each other right and making sure we were legit because exactly. we didn't have Facebook and Instagram to fall back on. Exactly. If I meet you today, right now, I can go, look I can go fact check you, yep. make sure you're legit. And then, if, you know, back right. in the day, if I just seen you at an event and someone was like, yo, that's Shad, he's the, he, he's, he's the homie, he's cool as well, he got a lot going on. I'm just hearing it from Buddy. I don't know if that's legit. Absolutely. So Absolutely. we had literally, I probably met you four or five times before we even had a conversation. Exactly. Just like a what's up, what's up? And then there was an opportunity where me and you talked, and that's when me and you were like immediately like, oh, okay, we're both legit. Exactly. Let's see what, you know, let's let's figure it out. But that would have never occurred had we not have been in the same vicinity of each other yeah. back in the day. And I think that's the lost, that's a lost art in today's entertainment world because everything is a DM or this and that, or even when you see someone, they so clickish, they won't even speak to each other, bro. It's, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. When to me, if you're in a room full of individuals doing something similar to what you have, that's an opportunity for you to actually build your brand or connect your brand with their brand. Cause nine times out of 10, especially the rooms we're in right now, anybody just can't get in those rooms. So you got to take advantage of that, man. So, but now let me give you this. Mm-hmm. So this is something also. This is a lot of people think this is just like oh for beginners and people starting out like that you should be doing this level of networking and contacting people and being at events. And last night, I'll give you a perfect example. Last night, people always ask me why I'm so busy, and they 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 might think that it's just because I've done stuff with Ti or because these other people. But those kind of things, literally, like, for the first week that you do it, people start hitting you up. Then after that, it all falls off. So it's, again, it's on you to create these opportunities. Last night alone, I probably DM'd 40 people my demo reel. But I didn't just spam them and say, yo... Uh, it's Philly. Da, da, da. I literally went on their pages. I went in to the search page, typed in new artist, new music Friday, whatever it was, and I started looking for artists and clicking their stuff. New Music Friday is a great one for me because yeah. the, it's a, it's usually a post of someone's music. I listen to it. If I don't like it, I don't DM them. Right. I'm not just looking for to shoot with anybody. I want to shoot with people that I like their music. They seem like they got something going on. I don't care if they're the smallest artist or the biggest artist. We'll figure that out later. But I literally DM'd about four. I took about two hours last night alone. And this is me. And I have 10 jobs lined up right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm literally contacting people as if I need to pay the water bill tomorrow morning. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like maintaining that 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 grind and that, that hunger should never stop, no matter if you got 10 bucks in the bank or a million dollars in the bank, because the reason why you got the million is because you were grinding when you had the 10. So let's not slow it down now, because now you're in bigger right. rooms, you're in bigger spaces, and that million could easily be 100 million with the connections that you have now. So just That's keep, key. you gotta snowball that networking, and, and the biggest thing that I see is people stop what works for them when they get to a certain level. Yes, they do. The, the, the procedure does not stop. You know that. Absolutely. That's why you've been around for so long doing so many things and you constantly grow because you take the same recipe and you apply it just to the new situation. That's it. The same way you would talk to everybody when you were here locally, 
The yep. second you got into a big space, you talk to everybody in the room. Nothing changes. You went right to the bar. What's up? What's up? Oh, I'm Chad. I'm Chad. Chad. That doesn't change now that nope. you got 10 awards and all kinds of stuff going on. Right. You went into the bar. I'm Chad. You don't know me from, from, from nothing. Guess what? What's up? Yep. And now they're like, damn, that's crazy that you of this. They, they get, people get blown away. They, yep. they probably trip when you talk to them and they find out who you are and what you've done because they're like, damn, usually people like this. Don't talk to nobody. Absolutely. Like you just said. And the fact that you do that gives you such a leverage in that space because just the, the people will be so uh, astounded that someone of your caliber is actually talking to them. They'll be even more open to doing stuff with you. And that's that's fact. Um, what people like to, under, to, to do, what most people that's doing business with people like to do is make sure that it's someone that others will like. They don't want to deal with people that are hard to deal with. They want to make sure that if if they're this welcoming to me, not knowing me, they're gonna be like this to any and everybody that's attached or that, that may be interested in my brand. So what you do is you create what a key word that he keeps using is leverage. It's hard to do a deal, a good deal without leverage. As long as you have leverage, you, you will create some of the most life-changing deals for yourself because of the leverage. But the leverage, uh, happens when they actually like the individual as well. We Some, just spoke about this. We, we literally just, about just this. had a conversation about this. Being literally. a good person and being someone that's easy to work with is Absolutely. a lot of the reason why I am who I am too because I treat everybody with respect. I, I, I'm punctual. I'm on time most of the time. Sometimes not all the time. But rapper time is different than normal time. Absolutely. So I get a little break there. Right. But what I'm saying is we, we had this conversation before the mics came on. We were just talking about how personality can carry you so long in this industry and being easy to work with and being somebody that picks up the phone and responds to messages in a timely fashion. You think that, like, these people are going to constantly be calling you because you're so hot or you're so yep. big, and they don't. They, they literally can't wait to not, not call. To <laughs> they, they can't wait. When, you, when, you, when you're not a good person, they be like, I can't wait for them to fall. Not even all the way off. Just like a, if you was at 90 and you fought at 87, they be like, okay, I'm done with them. I, I thank God. I got. You know what I'm saying? If you're at 90 and the new person is at 92, they going with the new person because they just are excited to not have to deal with you again. So... That's the key. Being just a good, genuine individual first will take you. And I'll give far. you a great example. We just talked about this. Jada Kiss, right? Why is he one of the people from that category of rapper that's constantly still in the, in the spotlight? Khaled just put him on an album. This, Khaled's only putting the hot new guys on his album, yep. and Jada Kiss is on that album. That should go to show you right there. No, no, but you got to understand. This is what I'm trying to say. Listen, the, the Jada kids, I've worked with him, met, met him a bunch of times. The nicest dude. You would never think that he's done all this stuff with Puff and all these Grammys and all these award shows and all this stuff. And he's literally still maintained his relevance from for years. And people still give him opportunities, still throw him on albums, still put him on stuff because of uh, the relationships and how he's treated people through the years. Absolutely. I mean, when I met him, it was like I'd known him my whole life. Like, right. literally, you you need some food. Yo, I got my, he'll run and grab us some food. You need something to drink. Like, just that small stuff. Right. I'm like, damn, like, you're, you're worried about making sure I'm straight. That's crazy to me. Right. So that makes me want to go 10 times harder for you. And then when I got an opportunity now, I got an opportunity where I, and I mean, obviously, you know, this Jada Kiss, he's a pretty big dude. But I'm saying, like, if there's something that I have, right. That, you, that he can fit in. Hey, he's going to be the first guy I'm calling. Absolutely. Not the guy that treated me like a bozo and, right. and, and, and acted like he was too good to talk to me. Absolutely. That dude ain't getting a call. And a lot of times, I've noticed this too, just been around like legendary acts. They are some of the most, they have some of the best humility I've ever met. It's always the newer individuals, the new artists or the new whatevers that, that act like they're of, of pristine, ain't got, ain't got an award. Ain't got a number one album, ain't got none of that. But the ones who've been doing it for 15, 20 years and been consistently going, they are the main ones who consistently are the ones who are welcoming and continue to draw people in and continue to make sure that uh, their brand is what it's been for the, that a long time. And I see we got people with hands up. We gonna get questions towards the end, just so y'all know. But we gonna, we just continue, continue to conversate first and then we gonna come back to the audience to get questions. So, now that you're established and, and, and your, your, your foot is definitely, you've been in this, doing this thing for a long time, what makes you want to work with 
artists that you choose to work with or uh, or writers or whatever it is that you different demographic of, 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 of collectives that you want to work with what says to you what what do you say to yourself like okay I like this 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 about the, this artist or writer or uh, filmmaker let, let, let me put my Philly on top of that to make it do what it do I think I think for me now I I have people that I've worked with for so long and, and so many different things from music videos TV I've done a lot of different stuff so it, it boils really down to there, there's certain people that I deal with that I feel just have such an amazing amount of talent and for whatever reason it hasn't clicked for them yet yep. or like they haven't got that big break that always is a motivator for me mm -hmm. like when I come across an artist like an up and coming artist because I've worked with Kendrick before he was Kendrick right you know Kid Ink I just shot all Kevin Gates stuff before he was Kevin Gates so like you know I, I've seen the come up multiple right. times right and it's literally you're you're one song away from being the next guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, Kevin Gates literally went from like, we're filming in Atlanta, nobody knew who he was, to six months later, him being like going crazy. Right. And it, you know, so for me, I don't really base it on where you're at currently. Mm -hmm. I don't really, I could care less. Like, I actually prefer working with independent artists more for the simple fact that a lot of times they're more hungry. They're willing to like sue for 17 hours, not eat don't care about nothing, mm -hmm. thug it out. If I need him to come out in, a, in the middle of a thunderstorm, we shooting in a thunderstorm, let's get it. Right. Or if I ask a bigger artist, yo, yo, bro, like we shooting out here in a thunderstorm, I'm like, bro, it's raining out here. Right, 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 right. Bring your ass, let's, right, let's right. shoot. Let's get it, yeah. So like you, those, those kind of things, cause that's how I rock, I, I get to it. I'm getting that shot, I, I'm gonna work 50 hours straight. I don't care if I eat, I don't care. Like people always make fun of me because when they work with me, they don't eat. Right, right, right. And they be like, bro, we ain't gonna eat today? And I'm shouts out to Rand Dollar right there. I had to correct myself. Right, right. With the, Cause when I started working with people, they'd be like, bro, it's been 14 hours, we haven't ate yet and we didn't eat breakfast. Right. And in my mind, I'm so in mode, I don't even realize I haven't ate. Like it'd be like 17 hours later, I'm like, damn, did I eat today? I didn't right, eat. right, right, right. So, yeah. but you get that with indie artists. They'll rock with you. They won't. They're not asking about nothing. Mm -hmm. They're not tripping on the makeup. They're not tripping on nothing. They're like, "Yo, what? What you need me to do?" So, so when someone can get get with me on that level, and I have some bigger artists that rock with me like that, like Tip Tip will rock mm -hmm. right there. He'll he'll rock like that if I get on his ass. He'll, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Right. Or, or he'll even get on me sometimes. Like, man, we're gonna stand on this car right here. We're right. gonna pull up right here in front of all these people. Put it right on the car, and we're gonna shoot. I'm like, all right, let's get it. So. And that's that. It's not really necessarily if you're the biggest or the whatever. And, and obviously, I, I look for that passion, right? Because I still have it. Yep. I'm not gliding through this process like some people do when they get to a certain point. Mm -hmm. And no disrespect to anybody, but sometimes you get to a certain level and you just glide. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of you're going through the motions and it's whatever. I still love this. I have the passion for it, and I still work like I don't have nothing. Absolutely. But it's not because. I don't have nothing. I don't care about the financials. We talked about this. It's not about the money. I mean, the money's nice, of course. We love, everybody needs money, love Absolutely. money. But I still truly love doing this. Mm -hmm. So when I can find that same energy, that's really what motivates me. You're going to get the best version of me. I mean, I'm always going to give you that 100%, but you're going to get that 120% when, when I find that person that matches my hustle. And when you're as involved as me and I can feel that, like, you calling me every day, bro, I got a, I got another new location. My cousin going to do this for us. I got a, this. I got that. You know how you wanted to do that in the desert? My guy can get us that spot. Like, um, I get those calls. I get fired up. Like, right. oh, you trying to outwork me? That's, oh, okay. I, I, here's what's go. about to happen. I'm going to yeah. outwork you. Yeah, so now we're trying to outwork each other. So the product's so going to be amazing. We, we go into the product, yeah. and it looked like we spent $100 million when we didn't spend barely nothing. Right. So, And that's facts, though, because um, I remember reaching out to you when an artist from Milwaukee was shooting here. And I called the director and said, if we're shooting in the city, we got to tap in with him. Cause he gonna give us every location. I like I said I already spoke with him in advance. Whatever you obviously you knew the director anyway, but I said whatever we need, he gonna be the guy to get us in in places that you can't get us because you're not from here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's crazy too. And and uh, shouts out to whoever the producer originally was because when I first got on the call with him. He was like, yeah, I got a producer, so if you could just work with her. And then literally, like, I, I talked to him for 20 minutes. He was like, I'm about to just fire her, bro, because you got it. And Because I'm over here like, bro, you literally just need to show up. 
Right. I'm going to give you the schedule. You don't have to do anything. Like everything that you wanted to do, we're going to do times five. Yep. So after that phone call, he already knew who I was. I knew who he was, but we had never worked together. Right. But that phone call, like he literally fired the producer and just had me do it all. And it was like. Right. We, and, I t- and I told him, I'm like, man, if we doing this, why not? This is what he do on a regular basis. Yeah. Like, and I've been knowing him for 15 years. Yeah. So I know we're going to be good. And I don't have to be there the whole time. That's, that's that, always what I was going to say. <laughs> with me, like, you you really, you could just, just hand me the assist and you could go home. I tell people that all the time, yeah. like, bro, you don't really need to be here. We're good. And then most people show up for, like, the first scene and they see how it's moving. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm out of here. I knew I didn't have to be there. I had just had my kid. Yeah. So I wasn't. I just was making sure everybody that the flu in was right. Yep. I said I'm gone, Philly. Like man, I got it. I, I was like, I already know. I you know what I'm saying? I didn't even need you to do that. You could have Facetime me. We would have got it situated. But <laughs> Absolutely. I get it. But you know, I had to make sure that the the, the Bucks um, championship trophy was there. Yeah, that, that was, was my shout out to the Bucks. But yeah. what's really dope about that, and this is something that you guys can apply too to whatever you're doing, is that level of like when you go, you you know the difference when you go to McDonald's and when you go to a five star restaurant. Absolutely. Right? But you also know when you go to a mom and pop that you're not paying five-star prices, but they take care of you like you had a five-star joint. Absolutely. And guess what? That mom and pop got a line down the street. Always. You paying 10 bucks for that meal, but they're treating you like you're, you know what I'm saying, walking off the Hollywood, you know, boulevard Absolutely. over there. Absolutely. So with that being said, that's another key component to why I am who I am, and I feel like everybody can implement that. I get it. You got paid. a million dollars for whatever you're doing but there but find ways to to add to that experience and 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 make it so that they don't like chad not having to come because i'm going to take care of everything is a major reason why he's not only because he's my guy but he definitely sat there and said if philly does this i don't have to be there absolutely if this other person comes and does it i have to be there the whole day yeah you know what i'm saying because he's worked with me and he sees that i go above and beyond i make sure i I anticipate things i know we're gonna need waters on set even though that's not my job i'm gonna bring some waters in the trunk and sure enough who was supposed to bring the waters didn't didn't bring bring the the waters waters. now i'm the water guy boom i got a cooler already yo yo gatorades and waters boom in the mix of everything everybody's frying because the sun's going crazy boom i'm the wild philly you brought them water yeah just make sure we were straight boom that kind of stuff goes like they're gonna hire you a hundred times over and want to give you they're gonna be throwing money at you absolutely the right people will if you're working with the right people and you go above and beyond what you're getting paid to do you're there's a statement that i love it says do things that you're not getting paid to do and you'll eventually start getting paid five times what you should be getting paid anyway exactly you know and it's it's it's, it's worked for me i mean i give people stuff for nothing sometimes and i go i don't give them the nothing work ethic exactly i don't look at it like bro you only paid me x amount of dollars i'm only going to give you this half rate job right here exactly when you come to my restaurant to PFBs, you're getting the same <laughs> service whether you buying a thousand dollar meal or you buying a hundred dollar meal. You're getting the same, same. Yep. service. And this that's guy key. and you are sitting at the tables right next to each other, and y'all gonna leave that place with a five star review. And that's that's a key component to why I'm who I am right there. Is everybody that that, that works with me, we we treat them like they're the TI. Absolutely. Whether they are it or not. And to me, that's important because a lot of times especially in this industry people say things and do something else if your word matches what you do that's going to take you that's why i've been in the in the industry for 20 going on 23 years now because everything i said i did it and i preference it by if we're doing something and i say listen i'm gonna I'm try to do this i'm not guaranteed it's gonna happen like, you know, most people will try to sell you a dream. Like, oh, I'm going to make this happen and this happen. You don't know what people are going to accept and not going to sell, no matter how good it is, the, the, the product that you're giving them. Because sometimes people are not risk takers. And you got to understand you in the industry of people who just, a lot of times, just getting the check. And they really just there for the, the clout part of the job and not actually doing the job. I was on the phone with my boy Jay White, producer Jay White. He did like Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B, Bodak Giller. And we was on the phone yesterday and I was saying to him, Jay, if I ever if I'm ever an executive and you ever hearing about Chad C. No Roper getting fired, no, I got fired for trying to hit too many home runs and not enough singles and doubles. That mean I went up there swinging out my shoes because I want to win that bad. Hey, man, you gave me the checkbook. I'm going to sign everything smoking that I think is hot. I'm going to throw 
$10 million at everything, then you can find me. But now something might stick. Now I'm gonna look like a genius. So I'll never get released or terminated from any position not throwing everything at it or swinging out my shoes. And to me, that's the mentality you have to have because guess what? Somebody see you swinging out your shoes. Somebody understands the passion you have behind what you're doing. Now, they want to rock with you. Soon as you get uh, let go from that team from striking out, it's five other teams over here negotiating trying to uh, get you. So make sure you create that opportunity for yourself by taking all the risk. And you just might hit a grand slam. You never know. I'm going to give you a great example that, that that literally just sums up what you just said. And, and it's, it's you can lose a fight and still get the contract. So Absolutely. this just happened. I was watching UFC. These two guys are fighting. The one guy lost. The other guy won on, you know, decision. Mm-hmm. But the other guy fought so ill, but Buddy just caught him, right? But mm-hmm. Buddy that lost fought so crazy, put on such a show, went so hard in the paint, and just put everything on the line that they literally were supposed to get one contract, they gave two. See? So that's that's a perfect example of something like that where, uh, and again, you giving that that hundred percent every time, and find and this is this is this is what I see it with music videos all the time, and I'm gonna relate it to my industry specifically, where. I hear it. Well, they only giving me five hundred dollars, bro. Right. I'm just gonna show up wherever they are, and we gonna shoot. When people, I would pay to rent lights for other people's videos, and people would tell me, "Bro, why are you gonna do that for them?" I'm like, "I'm not doing it for them. Right. I need content to sell to other people. Yep. If this content looks whack, I can't charge them five grand yep. when I'm sh- making this look like we spent three hundred dollars. You spent three hundred dollars. That's great. I'm gonna put a thousand dollars of my own money in this, and I'm gonna take a week before this to find locations and get people and do all this stuff. And people would be like, "Bro, they would literally argue with me." Night and day. Why are you spending your own money to make these people look good? I'm like, I'm not making them look good. Absolutely. My name is on this product. Absolutely. And if I want to go say five grand, 10 grand, 15 grand, I can't show them videos that look like we spent $300. Absolutely. So I'm going to take that money. But then again, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the other, I got to do this part two. Yep. I spend that bread, make your video look crazy, right? Go crazy with it. Bring in lights. I'm bringing extras. I bring everything you need. Go, going way above and beyond. But the second I get done editing that video, I'm going and hitting 15 people and showing them that video, showing that video, showing that video. And they're going to ask me how much he paid for that video. I'm going to be like, he paid five grand. Right. And they're going to be like, oh, yeah, it looks like he paid five grand. Exactly. That's, that's fire. Exactly. And, I, and, and in my back of my mind, I'm like, he paid $500. I actually spent two grand of my own money on this. But they don't need to know that. Exactly. But it looks like what I'm saying. Now, I can't go to the, this guy and try to get five Gs and show him some, some that I shot in some dude's kitchen. I agree. There's a reason. I, I was telling somebody, uh, telling the artist uh, last week, there's a reason why you see 100 Toyota commercials or 50 Honda commercials. How many Bentley commercials have you seen on television? How many Rolls Royce commercials have you seen on television? It's, it's going to sell itself. The amount of customization that's in them, those vehicles are going to sell itself. And that's how your brand should be. You can advertise it. I'm not saying don't advertise it, but it should look so good whenever you say what your number is. They be like, oh, cool. Because like they, they tell me like that. That's it? That's it. Right, right. That's what you want. The, that's it. In, 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 your, in your mind, you know, in my mind, in your mind, it's like, man, I, I really could have been charged you fifteen hundred. You paying ten thousand? But here's the deal: there's also, and, and this is where, it, it, you know, the fine tuning of all this too. You know, for me, people are only gonna give you what they can afford, right? Yeah. So you have to, you know, I, I'm in this space specifically because I shoot. $50,000 budgets and I shoot $2,000 budgets. Right. It's a pretty big spectrum. Yes, it is. With a $50,000 budget, I can basically do anything I want. Right. With a $2,000 budget, you got to get ultra creative to make that thing look worthwhile. Absolutely. So, you know, for instance, you know, I say I work with that, that, that budget. And I'm not saying, you know, a lot of that's for like my homies and people mm-hmm. that I'm cool with. I'll extend that favor. But then the, the, the conversation is, that whole two G's is going in my pocket. Right. And then let's work together to maximize what we can do for this video. Let's, let's 
ask your uncle if we can use his, his car and let's ask your girlfriend if we can use your mama's crib because it's perfect for the, the one shot and right. let's see if your your little cousin will play the kid role and let's see if we can go get this location that you worked at before see if the manager is still over there and we can get this grocery store located you know what i'm saying absolutely and let's make it look like we spent crazy bread that's one of the things because i can't go and and put out a a, a, a a you know some big huge video and then a week later, post something that looks like I spent nothing on it. Absolutely. So I have to maintain that quality throughout. And that's where, but that's what keeps me sharp too. Uh, like everybody, when they get to like the 30K budgets, they stop taking the 10Ks, the 5Ks and lower, right? And I always tell people like, yo, like if you own a restaurant, right? I keep using the restaurants. It works out perfect. Sound like you're eating a lot there, Philly. I'm actually not eating anything right now. I'm trying to trying to slim down. But uh, I worked in restaurants. That's why. Yeah, for sure. I used to work in restaurants. It's the greatest example because I seen guys that came in as the valet Parker mm -hmm. that ended up having stake in the company. Like, they literally not eating a steak, like, actual financially yeah, they, they own. a part of yes. the restaurant and becoming... I know uh, Andre, who was mm -hmm. a photographer, mm -hmm. he was the, the photographer at the club and literally now owns a club. Mm. Because why? Because he literally learned every element uh, of everything. And even though he's the owner now, you see him wiping the floors. You see him... He doesn't just come in like, I'm the owner. What's right. up? You know, shouts out to Andre. He literally, I still to this day see him working the front door. He's he's valeting cars. He's he's making sure the barbacks got what they giving people waters and and like that's lost in so many people. Yes. So when for me, I keep it. I keep my my tools sharp and I keep my mind sharp and I keep my hustle sharp by working with independence because one we work different we work harder we work crazier and it forces us with no money or low budgets to create something because I cannot lose my quality I have to maintain my quality absolutely so it it, may, it puts me in a position to really have to like let's figure this out and it, it makes you so sharp so that when you get the bread you can go crazy yep. because now you got all these crazy ideas and now you got bread to do it with and you can expand on those ideas so i always recommend too like when you get to a certain level you're not above these things those independent artists and those guys that are working on that level those guys could be somebody too mm -hmm. but i'm saying like you learn so much that's why everybody's first album is so amazing yep because they, they putting everything they got into it but if you stay connected to what, what, what you made that first album off of, you can have five more albums like that. Now, yep. if you go move out to another country and live in a big mansion, you totally disconnected from that world. And now you don't have that content anymore and it shows and you immediately fall off. Yep. This is how I stayed sharp and relevant in, in my career. And this is what I recommend to anybody in this industry. Don't lose that foundation. Somehow stay connected to that. I talked about it with Tip. Like when, when, when I'm in Atlanta with Tip, people don't even sweat Tip. And he's tip because he's around so much and shows so many people love in Atlanta. People just be like, oh, what's up, tip? I just seen you three days ago. Because mm -hmm. you'd be out there with the people, out there chilling, showing people love, doing, like, he, he stays connected to who he is mm -hmm. and it reflects in his music. He exactly. writes a verse now. He's 40 some years old now. He writes a verse. It sounds like he knows what he's talking about because he's talking from experience. He's still got family in the neighborhood and he still goes to the neighborhood and everyone in the neighborhood knows him. When he drives through, they honking a horn. Yo, Tip, what up? Yo, bro, H. Just not sweating him, but just like he's the neighborhood like hero still. Right. So he's maintained that level of being grounded authenticity and that, yeah, yeah. And, and and you can't fake that you know that you can't Absolutely. fake that and i stay true to who i am and what i preach on like i do the philly facts and what i preach and everything and i'm giving you examples from things that happened this week when i do philly facts it's usually from something that happened like within a couple of days of me filming Philly facts, mm -hmm. when I give you a fact, that's not something from 10 years ago that I learned. Mm -hmm. That's something from a week ago. You know, I think people miscontrived, like, oh, he does all these big artists, like, he won't even shoot with me. I shoot with everybody. 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 Bro. Because yeah. at the end of the day, like, you, you, you my skill set gets so sharp when I do the independence because of the grind. Absolutely. The grind that it takes to create that content sharpens my tools more than any big video has ever done in my life. So if I neglect that and take that out of my repertoire, I'm gonna slowly get dull. Mm -hmm. And you know what a dull knife does. Man, you got, man, it takes forever to cut through something. Now, question for you. Now, when you dealing with, when artists, individual artists, I mean, uh, uh, independent artists, I said, I meant to say, uh, give them some tips on how their content needs to be to capture 
and add to their fan base? So I think it, it, it's not necessarily always like I, I, I tell people a lot. This. this is something that people always trip out when I tell them this. I, I deny a lot of people videos, not because I don't want to shoot it. I'll tell them like, yo, if you only got three grand, don't come to me with the whole three grand because you're going to get a video that no one's going to ever see. And then you're just going to be, oh, I got a Philly video or whatever it is. Like I'm telling you know, on a local level. Mm -hmm. So because I do the local, you know, I do do the player mm -hmm. prices for the locals. So but I'm saying like it doesn't make sense to cash me out just to say you got a video with me. I literally will tell you no. Like, yo, like, what's your game plan on uh, to do with this video and right. with this content that we're creating? And if it's like, this is all I got, I'm like, that ain't it. You have to, you know, have something set up so that this video, because you're going to need six months to a year for this thing to even get warmed up. Right. Because you're an indie. You don't have all the connections that the labels have, so it's mm -hmm. going gonna, gonna to take you months to get this in front of enough people that it's going to start creating some kind of buzz. So if you don't have a game plan for that, don't work with me. Right. I tell people that all the time. Like, or if you do work with me, let's set up a game plan. I'll help people come up with a game plan because mm -hmm. I think everybody just thinks you get a, a piece of content, you put it out for two weeks, you go hard and send it to everybody you know, and then you kick your feedback. And I see it happen all, all the time. time. Yep. And I'm like, and they're like, bro, I got another one. I got another. I'm like, no, no, no. We don't need another one. You haven't done nothing with this one. All right. So, the mentality that I try to teach, because I, I try to teach all, everybody that comes to me, I can guarantee you this, 95% of people that have worked with me have learned something from me. I don't just take your money and we do what we do and I never talk to you again. I coach people through the process mm -hmm. because the biggest thing about working with independents is they haven't had the experience that I've had. Right. Right. You're not just paying for me to direct yourself. I mean, you're really low key, even if you don't know it, you're paying for some education. Right. Because I'm going to give you that game as, as much as I know based on what I've done and what I've seen. And, and the biggest thing is this. You, when you have this piece of content, you need to milk that content for a long time. And, and, and people will be like, well, bro, I got 500 bucks saved up. I'm like, cool. So that's your initial push. Now, if you make 2,000 bucks a month, allocate $200 of that Mm -hmm. to, your, to your marketing every month and try to find new ways to market. Yeah. So maybe you did Instagram this month. Let's put 200 bucks on Instagram this month. Okay, how did that work? Mm, not too good. Okay, what about Twitter? You're bigger on Twitter than you are on Instagram. Let's put 200 on Twitter. Oh, whoa, whoa, Twitter's going crazy. Twitter's working. Okay, we're good now. Next month, put another 200 on that. Next month, put another 200 on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. It can't be, you're not Beyonce. Exactly. You can't just drop and think everybody gonna show love. It's not gonna happen. And Beyonce doesn't even do that. Exactly. I mean, they put millions into marketing. Yes, so why do. do you think as an independent that you shouldn't put anything into it? And like exactly. people should just support you because you put out a video with Philly. That's not how it works. It takes time, it takes energy, and it takes consistency. But this is the thing, well, I'm broke. Well, okay, everybody's broke. We all know that. But when you get a little bit of money, just allocate. If it's 10 bucks, putting 10 bucks on something or, or whatever is, is better than doing nothing, right? Absolutely. But then it takes that legwork, like you said. You yep. can't just, just do one thing with it, right? So when you get that video, cut it up into 15 segments. Mm -hmm. Send those segments out to people. Start hitting up publications, blogs, different people like that. Then you hit up some of your industry contacts, your DJs, your, anybody that you can start finding on the internet that might have something to do with what you got going on, contact them with the content. Hey, I got this piece of content from right. Philly. Now that holds weight. Right. Because, oh, Philly. Oh, yeah, I've heard of his, his work. Oh, and then they, you show him the video. Oh, this looks dope. So now you have an in with someone in the industry right. because you shot with me. So, again, this is a two-part system. Everything I've been talking about is a two-part system. Getting the video for me is part one. The, the, it is far from being over when you get this content. Mm -hmm. Now it's part two. Now having a Philly video actually matters when you start pushing it. But right. if you don't push it, having a Philly video is the worst idea in the world. Absolutely. And I also, um, to piggyback off what you're saying, man, artists must stay consistent. So if you know, let's say you get your hand on 10 grand and you have a project that may have eight records, I would go to Philly and say, listen, man, I want to shoot five videos. I got 10 grand. Now, I don't know if that's a good number. I'm just giving you an example. So now what it does is it allows you to have things to come following. And then if you're even 
more wise on the tip what i would do is have another videographer doing behind the scenes for each yep. video Imagine so now this. we have more one video may have the behind the scenes then you'll have the director talking you what you're doing is you're taking one video and making it into three different looks for releasing on the social media not to mention the different teasers you may have for the video so now you take you're making the most out of your money so now if you got four or five videos shot you got four or five behind the scenes for those videos and you got the actual song too so now you got opportunities to create so many pieces of content for one record and now you do that times three or four now you're looking at a seven to eight month stretch of, or even a potentially a year of releasing so now make it look like you're working so hard when you did all this work in maybe two weeks so you gotta be smart when it comes hey, to stre stretch the work. Stretch it. Stretch the work. We, me and Me and Philly was working with an artist and I kept saying, man, we gotta figure out how to stretch stuff, man. We gotta do the this, the that, the this, and that. And I was we were talking about game plans and what we were doing was now obviously content was shot by him, which was the blessing part of it, but still, how can we take that content that we get for, for a little to no cost and how can we stretch it? I mean, it's as simple as this, too, and I talk about this a lot, is creating content from the content, right? Absolutely. So, like, for instance, perfect example, I'll give you a, a, a great way to maximize a music video. Freeze the image and just screen grab it and crop out the YouTube border around it and use it as an image. Now you have a photo. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Now that photo could be a thumbnail for something. That photo could be another post that, you know, like, if there's a dope moment in the video where, like, you got, you know, like a crazy watch or something like that. Boom. When it when it when it freeze frame that that still image on YouTube, screen grab it and then post that. Cause a lot of people watch your video, you might think, oh, they seen the watch. They might not have seen they the might watch. Not. Exactly. So now you have another piece of content, go check out the video, you know, check out this watch or whatever it is. You you've now just off of what you have, you've created another piece of content. Um and like you said too, it doesn't always even have to be having a BTS guy. I have one, my BTS guy's right here. My guy Rand Dollar. Shoots everything, videos everything, everything looks amazing, right? And we even still shoot on our phones. Mm -hmm. We shoot, I shoot Randy shooting so Randy can show his photos and then show him actually where he was shooting the photos. So he has multiple, so they're not just seeing his photos. They're actually seeing him working and how he works. Right. And, and it gives them that, you know, that, that second look of something that they might not see. We're showing behind the curtain how he works. So so it's like with me, him, and, and Corey Piper is another mm -hmm. guy I work with. When we're all together, Randy's shooting on his camera, on his phone. He's TikToking. He's doing this. He's doing. He's making seven pieces of content out of one location. Yep. He's doing photos. He's doing. The, he's got these little. Uh, what do they call Fujis? Yeah, yeah. So he does these little special kind of like photos that that's like his thing. Mm -hmm. He does some of those. Then he does some video. Then he does some his actual photos. Mm -hmm. So you get like 10 or 12 pieces of content. He gets a story, he gets a reel, he gets photos, he gets all these things to maximize that. And I see so many artists that don't do anything. They get lazy, bro. And it's not even lazy though. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Sometimes it is lazy. Sometimes it's just, you, you, you they're not in that mode. Like they're maybe not a phone person, right? Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people that say, well, I'm not a phone person. And unfortunately, you have to become that. Like yes. I wasn't a director at all. I was the worst director ever, literally. <laughs> I was the worst director. I literally would turn the camera on and just hope you did what you were supposed to do. I'd be like, hey, bro, stand right here. And I was quiet. And I literally, I remember I was shooting uh, a video with this artist from Chicago, and he was like, bro, you got to tell me what to do. Right. I don't know what to do. And I was like, oh, you know, just, you know, like, no, he's like, no, nah, I don't know. Like you're the director. He's like, can you direct me? And I had I had a mentor that basically he he was a manager of a bunch of different things, and he kind of I had reached out to him about it. And he basically broke it all down for me. He's like, I'm like, bro, I don't want to be like telling people what to do. He's like, they want you to tell them. You're not disrespecting people. Right. I'm like, that's not my style to tell people what to do. He goes, you're the director. They're looking for that. Yep. So it's almost disrespectful that you're not, not doing it. Yep. So once I made that switch, I became a good director. And that's it was, and, but it was because I got called out on set and looked like a, a bozo. And, and it was the first time I'd ever done that because I was working with a higher caliber artist mm -hmm. that had been on bigger videos. And he was a feature on a low budget I was shooting. Mm. So my low budget guys, there's not a lot to it. Rap, 
look yeah. cool and the, and the story this dude's like yo bro like where you want me to be how you want me to do it you want me to be more of this less of this more energy less energy he's asking all these questions and i'm like bro just rap motherfucker. just do you yeah and and, and 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 he was like no like you have to tell me what to do right. i want to know where to be how to stand what to look the best i want to look the best show me how to look the mm -hmm. best and that was when it, it, it switched and i became that so i could have sat there and been like bro that i don't do that that's not what i do right no if i want to be this I have to figure that out. So you have to figure that out. So if you're not a camera person or you're not a phone person or you don't know how to interview, right. you don't know how to talk. A lot of people I know couldn't get up here and talk the way I talk. Okay. I've always had the gift of gab, but I've had to hone that and, and, and refine that and literally just overcome it by doing it and practicing. I'm at the house. Absolutely. I'm at the house. I practice with my mom. I'd be like, mom, ask me five questions. Random questions, and let me just answer them, and then you tell me how, how it was. Was it good? Did I talk too long? Did I was like too quiet? And I would hone my skills. So all that, like, oh, I don't do this. Unfortunately, in this industry, you have to be a phone person. You have to be a content creator, even if you're not the content creator. Absolutely. It has to be done. So if you're, if you're in that position, I, I recommend starting to get more comfortable in that space and over time it'll just become natural and that makes sense also even in like in my world as a writer and a producer i started off as an engineer and i ended up transitioning from an engineer to a vocal producer because i was vocal producer not knowing what it was basically telling the artist you're flat sing it this way do this do that now as he as he said when i actually worked with a big artist i was nervous at the time but at the end of the day this is my song and this is my shot so you I can't have you mess up my record because I need this placement I need this check so and then and then if I get this placement on you it's going to allow me to get placements on other artists so I had to turn into literally the vocal producer that I didn't know existed in myself so you got to make sure whatever the position you're in that if you're the manager you got to understand of how to broker the deal, whether you have leverage or not. If you are, um, if you were, if you're the artist, you got to understand how to be charismatic with people, even though you're an introvert. You still got to learn to be charismatic because these people are buying your stuff. You got to be something to make. I tell, I was telling somebody the other day, Cardi B was a star before music because her personality is what brought people in. The music just happened to be good because she actually worked with people who did music at a high level. But she was going to be rich regardless if she was an artist or not because her, char her charisma and her authenticity is what brought her to people's... She had two, three million followers before she did one song. So that just literally ushered her in by having to work with the blessed blessed enough to work with people who actually did music at a high level so you got to make sure that's important but here's a, so here's an effective way of doing that too like i have people around me everybody's got someone around you or even the person you're working with let's say me and you do a video today right even though you think i'm philly and maybe you're just a local guy right i'm gonna ask you what i could do better i'm gonna i'm gonna call you after the video and i do this a lot with mm -hmm. people i work with i say hey bro what what could i do better mm-hmm he, you might get slapped in the face because they might tell you something that you might not want to hear. Right. It's okay. It's just business. But I, I had to get over that too because I'd be like, what you mean, bro? Right, right, right. I, I, if I want to get better, I have to take this criticism. Absolutely. And, 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 and then look at myself in the mirror and be like, yeah. So I would, I would evaluate my own. I would do an evaluation on my own. What mm -hmm. could I have done better? Like if, if something wasn't charged. Yep. Damn. I made it work, but I was running on a 10% battery. I have to set up a system at night, mm -hmm. the night before I have to do a, a better prep. Yep. I would evaluate myself. So I've all, I'm always evaluating my performance, but then I also ask, because there's certain things, like I just got told the other day, I need a female on the team because I let some details slide. Yep. Like detail stuff. Mm -hmm. The whole project's great, but there's a couple detail things that we need to pay attention to more. And if you had a female on set, they're more detail-oriented than men are. All day. By nature. Yep. So that female is going to make you look sharp as hell because she's going to see all the little things that you're missing when yep. all I'm worried about is like, yo, this shot looks fire. Right. She's going to say, well, on the next take, we need this and this. We're already prepping for the next shot. She's already aware of that, so she's already way ahead of it. So when I turn to her and I'm like, yo, do, yo we're ready for the next shot, she's like, yep, I got it ready. Yep. She's already assistant directing it, ready to roll, and I'm over there. If it was just me, I wouldn't even have nothing ready. Now I got the artist waiting and whatever. It's not a big deal, but it's still a 30-minute interval because then we got to try to set this up. So I was told that by 
Alan Maldonado, but I asked him. Mm. I said, bro, and he said, you killed it. Everything was amazing. You need to implement a woman on your team because some of your details fall through the cracks. Yep. And he goes, women pay attention to those details. Men don't. So don't hire another man and try to have him be the detail guy. You need a woman to be a detail person. Absolutely. A woman to sit there and say, her eyelash wasn't wrong on that shot. And that's going to make the big difference. I because I've been on sets with, with artists that I work with, and it's literally the women that always catch the the glam stuff. And like, not even glam, though. It's it's, it's so many different no, players. But I'm That's saying, but, but they'll notice these small things that you don't even care about. But in the edit, you do see it. Yeah. And it could have been just a little bit better, and, yeah. and it, it would have made you look just a little more polished. And, and when he said that, that was like amazing. And I started. You know, a lot of women that I work with in this industry, which is very male dominated, but there is a lot of women that are super dope yes. that I've worked with before. And I started reaching out to them more and I'm trying to implement them. And immediately just from talking to them mm -hmm. and, and finding out what they got going on, I could already immediately tell, like, my game could be so much crazier. Now, if I'd have been a bozo and I asked that and just thought I did great because overall I did. Right. 90 percent was fire. Right. But that 10 percent is where I needed help with. And if I wouldn't have said none, or I would have had too big of an ego to accept that, I would have just been cool with the 90%. Yeah. So, and I got, cause I got paid, but yeah. nah, you still want to grow it. No, but time. I killed it. Nah, for sure. Killed it. Body bagged the whole situation, but it could have been all that much better. Absolutely. And, 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 and when you make it all the much better in those details, I've had multiple people. I had another guy, my guy, M-Rock, big producer, does The Weeknd, Cardi B, every big video you see, he's the producer on it. And he's the one that, that told me about detail stuff, too. He was like, bro, like, if you get all your details right, he's like, your budgets are going to go crazy because that's what the labels want. Absolutely. They want all the, they don't, they, they, they want the video to be dope. But they want all the details as well, and that's key, man. I think if you, I was, um, I was flying back from Vancouver this weekend, and um, I was on a red eye flight, and the, before we took off, the pilot said to us, which was never, which never happened to me before. He said, um, "Once you get strapped in and we get ready to take off, I'm seeing um, weather ahead of us that I'm going to go around." Now, if I, what I can do is I got two options. Now, he's breaking this down to us like we care. Like, dog, we pay. We just want to get on here, go to sleep or whatever. He said I could do two things. I can go through the storm or I can go above the clouds. And I think by me going above the clouds, it'll provide a better service for you to get some rest. So when you land, because a lot of you who are traveling are traveling to go to something else when you land. Yeah, you're waking up to work. Exactly. So what I'm going to do. I'm just giving you this information. Maybe five minutes behind, but it's because you, well, he said, but you'll thank me because you'll get five minutes more rest. Now, what that said to me was he thought about every person sitting on that plane. And that's how you have to be. You have to be the pilot that thinks about everybody that's on your charter and whatever it is you're doing so that the next time they're going to say, dog, I flew Delta or what or what I flew Philly Flyboy Airlines and dog they P cookies P was off the hook. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Whatever the details are, so now nothing spreads faster than word of mouth. Social media spreads fast, but when somebody tell you that you know, it's a different situation. If I say to Philly, dog, do not rock with these people because they don't have all the money. Nine times, ten times out of ten, if I tell him that, not he's not going to work with them. D nine. At, at every single time the details again Absolutely. the details and that's that's something where i used to uh, another mentor of mine my guy marco said that to me i said what does it really matter if, if i have this lens or what does it really matter if i have this light mm -hmm. and he's like bro it doesn't matter he goes but it matters if you have the lens the light the extra crew guy the better playback he goes now you got seven things that are better collectively that makes Mm -hmm. a really good thing so individually that lens probably doesn't do that much for you that light don't do that much for you this extra person probably doesn't do that much for you but if you get all of those details now you're cooking and when i when i figured that out two of just you know putting all those pieces together yeah. you know i used to again be arrogant and think like well bro I'm, this is gonna be fire mm -hmm. you don't need to worry about this and when i when i started worrying about that i started seeing my budgets go up 
And I used thing, to think like, bro, shut up. I'm gonna shoot you this fire, and you're good. Keep it. Keep Don't it worry about this yep. and that and the other thing. And when I started worrying about this, that, and the other thing. I started getting bigger budgets. So don't neglect those details. Don't just think, again, I've been saying this the whole time we've been talking. Don't take things for face value. Yeah, you got paid five hundred dollars. You're gonna do exactly five hundred dollars worth of work, and forget these people. No, 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 no. That's that's not how you advance in in, in the music industry specifically. Yes. You have to go above and beyond because the competition level is so hard in almost every industry, but music specifically. Yes. You have to go above and beyond because the opportunities are scarce, and you might only get one chance to work with that person. And you gotta like they you have they have so many options of who they can work with. You have to do something above and beyond for them to say I need that guy and another thing too it's extremely important you heard fully talking about a team team is extremely important I heard a basketball coach say if every the basketball NBA team normally has 15 players right and I think maybe three coaches so that's 18 people and the coach said we lost in the conference finals which means we were about 88% there to a championship, right? He said we have 18 people that participate in the process of us winning and losing games. He said, so what, in my exit interview, I told every player and staff member, if everybody can just come back next year and we get 1% better per person, that's 18% better. So now we got 100% and we have a 18% better chance of winning the championship next year because we have the exact same players and coaches. So when you have That's a team, fine. make sure if you got a five-man team in 2020, y'all were 50% good. If that five-man team gets better 1%, or possibly 2%, now y'all at 60% the next year, and so on and so forth. So if you would live with that 1% rule, it will allow you, you and your team, and whatever you got going on, to grow by that percentile every single year. So now you're not putting pressure on saying, because I'm the director, I gotta grow 15%. Because I'm the assistant director, the AD, I gotta grow, tw- if everybody on your team grows one percent the stress level still is not high but we as a team we grow better so make sure y'all implement that one percent rule for your team and that can can go directly to what i said by self-evaluating with whatever you're doing how can this be a little bit better it doesn't have you don't have to go from being you know it's, it's small increments yep this is a long term situation if you're really trying to be in this industry it's not an overnight situation it's a long-term situation so you can take a year to get better if that's what it takes if it takes a year for you to improve your skills by maybe doing more of this less of that spending more time here spending some more money on yourself going to a course paying for a class whatever it takes you have to be evaluating that constantly because like i said i'm at 90 percent I'm at 90 at that job. I could easily have gone back to the hotel and been like, yep. killed it, yep. high five, good job, good to go. And totally neglected the fact that the guy I'm working with has seven shows on Netflix, has been in a million things. <laughs> this dude's like the craziest, his resume's through the roof. So I would be a real bozo to not take something from that person. Absolutely. So I asked directly. Absolutely. So and now what, and guess what? He even was respected the fact that I'll ask him that mm-hmm. because we're both doing our thing. We're both big dogs in the game. He's in his own regard. He's huge. He's massive in what he does. I'm, I'm, I'm big in what I do, but that doesn't ne- neglect the fact that you, I could get some percent, 1%. Percent. Yep. You know, let me get like, look at uh, Kevin, Kevin Durant got mad. He got a 90 on 2K. Right. You know, how can I get that? You want to be that 98. Yeah, you know what absolutely. I'm saying? You should always want to be that 98 player rating. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because uh, you're never going to be perfect. We're human. So you're never going to be perfect. But it's striving for as close to that as possible, and that's small incremental things. And like I said, your team asking them. If they're not the kind of people that tell, like, I, I'm, a, I'm a jerk. I'm going to tell you right away. If you're doing something I don't like or I feel like you could get better, I'm going to tell you directly, bro, that ain't it. You got to do it like this. 
a lot of people are not gonna they're not confrontational they're not gonna do it but if you that's why you have to proactively ask people around you like hey right what do you think and now keep in mind they might say something that might not fully be accurate. Mm-hmm. So you also have to have the, the know-how to take what they say and maybe take 5% of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They might think you're a jerk. A lot of people think I'm a jerk sometimes when I give people like feedback. Mm-hmm. And other people love me. Mm-hmm. They're like, bro, this is exactly what I needed. I didn't want to hear no sugar coat, no nothing. So some people, it's like, it's the best thing in the world. Other people like want to fight me. Right. So it's like, but I, now, so now for me, I want to still appease the people that want to hear the real deal. Right. But I also don't want to have people trying to fight me when I tell them how, what's going on. Absolutely. So I find the gray area. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So that's my fine tune. I fine tune that process. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to disrespect nobody. That's the, the ultimate goal is I'm not trying to get you mad at me. I'm just trying to give you feedback because you asked me. And it's, it's literally about how you deliver the message. That's all it is. Everybody want to hear the truth. It's just how they want to hear the truth. Listen. I want to thank y'all for coming out. Uh, you could have been anywhere with your families doing anything, but you came out to rock with us. Yeah. Give yourselves a round of applause first. And then I want to thank my brother Philly, man, for coming out here and spreading this knowledge and giving this wisdom. Y'all show Philly some love, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. This is your boy, Chaz C. No Roper, the creator and host of Amplifier Community Connection. Amplifier is a free artist development program powered by Radio Milwaukee. Each episode is filmed and recorded in front of a live studio audience at Radio Milwaukee Studios in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Stay connected with Amplifier by registering for our free events or watch us live on Facebook at MMKE. You can also follow us on Instagram at MMKE as well. Thank you for listening and remember, dreams never expire.